Everyone loves a good family mystery, especially one with as many twists and turns as June's journey. Step into the role of June Parker and search for hidden clues to uncover the mystery of her sister's murder. Find hidden clues and uncover a murder mystery. Solve mind-teasing mysteries of the Roaring Twenties. Engage your sense of observation to find hidden clues. Search for hidden objects from the parlors of New York to the sidewalks of Paris and uncover a collection of dazzling hidden object spectacles for you to solve. We're all here because we love true crime, right? Well, this game has the perfect twists and turns to keep your brain asking, what happened here? There's nothing I love more than getting to decorate my very own luxurious state island. The best part? You can chat and play with or against other players by joining a detective club. Can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Hello, listeners. I'm your host, Amara, and this is Black Girl Gone, a true crime podcast. On this episode of Black Girl Gone, we tell the story of 19-year-old Jasmine Moody, who disappeared on December 4th, 2014 from Detroit, Michigan. At the time of her disappearance, Jasmine was a freshman at Texas Women's University. In November 2014, Jasmine traveled to Detroit to visit a friend for Thanksgiving. But on December 4th, Jasmine and her friend got into an argument. According to her friend, Jasmine was upset and left her home but Jasmine was never seen from or heard from again. Jasmine left all of her personal belongings behind. Seven years later, Jasmine is still missing. This is Jasmine's story. So this is our 40th episode. I can't believe that we are 40 episodes into this podcast. When I started this show, I was at a transitional point in my life. And when I came up with the idea to start a podcast, I never in a million years thought that anybody would actually listen to it. I had no idea how people were going to find my show, and so I didn't even consider that it could possibly make an impact on people and the stories that I told. I just knew that there were not a lot of people focused on telling these women's stories. But once I started promoting the show, the feedback I got pretty much from day one was overwhelming. So many of you were supporting the show from the moment I put out our first three episodes on March 15th. You were liking and sharing my posts, leaving reviews, The support really helped to build my confidence, and I will always love you all for that. However, it wasn't until Nikki McCallum's sister messaged me about covering her sister's story that I realized that this show could serve a bigger purpose. I started to realize that if I could actually grow this platform, that I might be able to actually bring these stories to more people that actually cared. And as the show grows, the most important part of what I do will always be the women at the center of these stories and the families that are left to grieve. So thank you all for continuing to listen and support Black Girl Gone. The experience of doing this podcast has changed my life forever. The mysterious disappearance of Jasmine Moody is a story that more people should know. Jasmine has been missing for seven years, and her story has gotten very little attention. Now, I stumbled across Jasmine's story in an article about the lack of coverage missing Black women get from the media. Jasmine was a woman, a young woman, a college student who went on vacation to Detroit and disappeared. How was she not a sympathetic victim for the media to cover? 
for America to care about. Jasmine Moody was originally from Atlanta, Georgia. However, when Jasmine was young, her family moved to Texas, where Jasmine went to school. Now, I'm not sure whether Jasmine had siblings, because there isn't much information about Jasmine's early life. But according to Lisa Nichols, Jasmine's mom, Jasmine was a popular girl who had a lot of friends. In an interview with Dateline in 2018, Lisa said that Jasmine was very social and very energetic, and that she always had a smile on her face. Her stepfather, Patrick, said that Jasmine just lit up a room. Jasmine, according to her parents, knew she wanted to be a nurse from the time she was 16. And when she graduated high school in 2014, she decided to go to Texas Women's University, where she, of course, majored in nursing. Now, during her first semester, Jasmine adapted well to college life. Just like when she was growing up, Jasmine quickly made friends on campus. She danced, and she started training with the university's ROTC program to be a part of the U.S. Armed Forces. But aside from the extracurriculars and her social life, Jasmine was a serious student who got all A's. Now, Jasmine and her mom, Lisa, had a very close relationship. Jasmine and Lisa would talk on the phone pretty much every day. And by all accounts, Jasmine was happy and enjoying her first semester of college. As the Thanksgiving break approached at school, Jasmine decided that she was going to go visit a friend for Thanksgiving instead of going back home where her mom and stepdad lived. Now, the friend was a young woman named Brittany. Some reports state that she had met Brittany in 2014, but others state that she had known Brittany for about two years. And Jasmine's mother also indicated that Jasmine had, in fact, known Brittany for at least two years. Now, Jasmine had met Brittany on social media, and the two became very close very quickly, according to reports. According to Jasmine's mom, the two young women were just friends, casual friends, really. But Brittany said otherwise. According to her, she and Jasmine had been in a romantic relationship. But regardless of the nature of their relationship, Jasmine and Brittany were close enough that Jasmine had traveled to Detroit before to see Brittany at least once. And Detroit is a long way from Texas, so Jasmine felt close enough to Brittany to go all the way there to visit her. It's also, you know, wouldn't be uncommon for Jasmine's mom not to be fully aware of her daughter's relationship with Brittany. I mean, even daughters who are close to their mothers sometimes don't tell them everything. Now, Jasmine told her mom, Lisa, her plans to go to Detroit. Reporting states that her plan was to go for 11 days and then leave on December the 5th. But Lisa said that she had a bad feeling about Jasmine going to Detroit. And she recalled the conversation she had with Jasmine where she told Jasmine that she was concerned about her trip. Now, Jasmine, however, was 19 at the time. And so, you know, she told her mom everything was fine and that, you know, she was just being dramatic. You know, I'm sure in Jasmine's mind, something bad happening to her was the last thing on her mind. I mean, she was going to a place that she had been to before and she was going to meet someone that she knew. You know, whether her and Britney's relationship was romantic or platonic, she had known Britney for a while at this point. And so Jasmine finished up her classes and headed to Detroit for Thanksgiving break. She arrived in Detroit on November 25th. According to Lisa, in an interview she did with Real Talk with Tamara, which is a YouTube show, she said that she spoke to Jasmine shortly after she arrived in Detroit. And Jasmine called, you know, her mom to let her know that everything was fine and that she had arrived safely. Now, there is no information about the days that Jasmine spent at Britney's home in Detroit. But according to Lisa, she spoke to Jasmine several times throughout her set. I know I probably say this 
every episode. But the most frustrating part about trying to tell these stories is how little information exists about these women. You would think that a missing 19-year-old who, you know, was in college and went on vacation would have much more information about their life, especially since people are still trying to find them. Now, in Jasmine's story particularly, I think the fact that she was from out of town meant that even the local media coverage of Jasmine in Detroit was slim and it lacked a lot of detailed information. The more information out there that exists in the public domain about a missing person and the circumstances of their disappearance, the more people become interested in the story. But when you Google a Black missing person, all the articles often have the same information. So when it comes to Jasmine's story, there are things that we just don't know or just don't fully understand about the days leading up to her disappearance. We do know that Jasmine had a plane ticket so that she could go back to Texas. But after being with Brittany and her family for several days, things between the two changed. Now, like I said, Lisa, Jasmine's mom, had denied that Brittany and Jasmine were involved in a romantic relationship. And because of the lack of details and interviews about Jasmine, it's not clear what other people in Jasmine's life knew about her relationship with Brittany or what kind of relationship that it was. According to reports, on December 4th, which was a Thursday, Jasmine and Brittany got into an argument. Now, we don't know exactly what the argument was about, but some reporting states that it was over a post that Jasmine had made on Facebook. Now, if that's true, that does lend more to the theory that Jasmine and Brittany were, in fact, more than just friends. I mean, arguing over a Facebook post seems more like something a jealous partner would do more than a friend. But nonetheless, the argument had been heated and Jasmine was very upset. I mean, I can imagine how that must have felt for Jasmine. She was hundreds of miles away from home, having an argument with the only person she knew in a city that she was unfamiliar with. But what happened next is really unclear. After the argument, according to Brittany, Jasmine stormed out of Brittany's home and vanished. Now, the next day, Jasmine was scheduled to leave Detroit and go back to Texas. Her mother, Lisa, called her several times, but Jasmine's phone was going straight to voicemail. According to Lisa, however, she actually had not spoken to Jasmine since the 30th. Lisa said that she had called Jasmine several times after that, but she was not getting an answer. As far as Lisa knew, Jasmine was leaving Detroit to go back to school, but her motherly instincts were telling her that something was wrong. At that point, she hadn't talked to her daughter in days, It was one thing for her not to have called, you know, in her final days in Detroit, but the fact that she hadn't called to say that she had made it back to Texas was alarming. Now, the limited information in this story makes it hard to piece together exactly how Lisa found out that Jasmine was missing. But a week after Brittany last saw Jasmine, Lisa was told that her daughter was missing. Once Lisa became aware that her daughter was in fact missing, she contacted Brittany to find out what had happened to her daughter. Now, like I said, none of this is really clear due to the fact that there is a lack of detailed information about the story. But what I could gather, it seemed as if Brittany did not contact Lisa at all after Jasmine had been gone. According to Lisa, however, she found Brittany's mother's information after learning that her daughter was missing and she called her. She said that Brittany actually answered the phone, and Lisa said that she asked Brittany what happened. She also asked to speak to Brittany's mom. Lisa said that Brittany told her that her mom wasn't home at that time, 
And so Lisa said that over the next few days, she attempted several times to reach Brittany's mother, but her calls were going unanswered. Lisa had no idea where her daughter was, but she had a bad feeling that her bad feeling about Jasmine going to Detroit had come true. The holidays are here. This year, give yourself the gift of extra money in your pocket. Pay off your credit card balances and save with a credit card consolidation loan from Lightstream. Roll your high interest credit card payments into just one payment at a lower fixed rate. Lightstream credit card consolidation loans have rates as low as 4.98% APR with auto pay and excellent credit. There are no fees and you can even get your money as soon as the day you apply. Lightstream believes that people with good credit deserve a better loan experience, and that's exactly what they deliver. Just for my listeners, apply now to get a special interest rate discount and save even more. The only way to get this discount is to go to lightstream.com slash girlgone. That's L-I-G-H-T-S-T-R-E-A-M dot com slash girlgone. Subject to credit approval, rates range from 4.98% APR to 19.99% APR and include 0.5% auto pay discount. Lowest rates require excellent credit. Terms and conditions apply and offers are subject to change without notice. Visit lightstream.com slash girlgone for more information. In November 2014, Jasmine Moody went to visit her friend Brittany in Detroit, Michigan. But Jasmine didn't return back to school as scheduled. And a week after her daughter was last seen, Lisa found out that Jasmine was missing. Now, the timeline of the events in this story may seem weird, but the problem is the fact that the details are very limited. There also appears to be a discrepancy in what is reported about the day that Jasmine actually went missing. Now, in the interview on the YouTube show, Jasmine's mother clearly says that she spoke to Jasmine on the 30th of November, and that was the day that she was supposed to leave Detroit. Lisa said that Jasmine was scheduled to leave that night at around 7 p.m., but every single news article about Jasmine says that she went missing on the 4th of December and that she was scheduled to leave on the 5th, which would be five days later. Now, the YouTube interview takes place three years after Jasmine vanished, so I honestly have no idea what the real timeline of events are in this story. I mean, was Jasmine supposed to leave on the 30th or the 5th? I thought maybe she did vanish on the 30th and was just reported missing on the 4th, or that may have been just when Lisa found out that she was missing. I mean, remember, Jasmine was a college student at this time, and the semester typically does not end before Thanksgiving. You usually go home for Thanksgiving weekend and then return back to school for classes on Monday. So the fact that reporting says that she was planning to return to school on the 5th meant that this straight-A student was planning to miss an entire week of school. But that also really doesn't make any sense because why would the reporting not reflect that Jasmine actually was last seen on the 30th instead of the 4th or that she was supposed to come home on the 5th instead of the 30th? I mean, that would be a significant part of the story to get right. So I'm going to be honest. The timeline of this story is very, very confusing. But based on what Lisa says in the interview, which, by the way, is the only interview I could actually find with Jasmine's mother, Lisa says that she did speak to Brittany's mom after calling several times. 
However, before speaking to her mom, she spoke to Brittany earlier in that day. Now, according to Lisa, Brittany told her that her and Jasmine got into an argument. She said that Jasmine had gotten really mad and that she had stormed out of the home. Now, Brittany said that not even five seconds had went by before she went after Jasmine, but Jasmine was already gone. During their conversation, Brittany told Lisa that she had not contacted her because she was so upset about Jasmine missing. Lisa then says that Brittany tells her that she can track Jasmine's phone and that it shows her that it's at a house three or four houses down. But Lisa knew that what Brittany was saying didn't make any sense. Jasmine's mom then spoke to Brittany's mom, and Lisa said that her first question was, why hasn't anyone contacted her to tell her that her daughter was missing? According to Lisa, Brittany's mom said that she had been dealing with walking pneumonia. Lisa, however, had been told by Brittany that her mother wasn't home when Lisa had attempted to speak to her. So Lisa said that she confronted her and said that, you know, someone was lying to her. She then asked Brittany's mom what happened the night her daughter disappeared. Brittany's mom said that she had heard the girls arguing, but according to Lisa, the things Brittany's mom were telling her just didn't add up. Lisa said as she spoke more and more, she started to realize that the mother and the daughter's stories were exactly the same, like it had been rehearsed. Lisa said that in her gut, she knew that they were trying to hide something. Lisa said that after that conversation, that that was the last time that she spoke to Brittany or her mother. Now, at this point, Jasmine had been missing for over a week. And Lisa's conversation with Brittany and her mom had only made her concerns about her daughter worse. Nothing that had been told to her made sense. Jasmine was not a girl who would just disappear. Now, once again, the details surrounding when Lisa contacted the police are not clear. But I can imagine that trying to figure out how to navigate dealing with the police from hundreds of miles away must have been extremely difficult for Lisa. I mean, it's hard enough to deal with the police when your black child goes missing from their home city, let alone a completely different state. Now, eventually, the police in Detroit are contacted and Jasmine is reported missing. Now, according to reporting done by Dateline, once Brittany and her family realized that Jasmine had not come back, they went looking for her for about 15 minutes and then contacted the Detroit Police Department. But... Nothing explains why it took a week for Jasmine's family to be notified that she was missing. According to detectives, however, once they did speak to Brittany and started searching her house, they immediately felt like something was wrong. Detectives spoke to Brittany and her family, but they all had the same story, that Jasmine had left their home on her own and had never returned. They said that Jasmine had left wearing only a hoodie in Detroit in the freezing cold. Now, the story that Brittany and her family told detectives really didn't make much sense. Why would a young woman from a completely different state leave the only place that she knows in Detroit and disappear? Now, despite the fact that Brittany's friend was missing, her family did not volunteer to allow the police to search their home, and the detectives were forced to get a search warrant. Now, remember when I said that when Lisa spoke to Brittany, Brittany said that she could track Jasmine's phone and that it was showing that it was at a home three or four doors down. But when police executed the search warrant of Brittany's home, 
They found all of Jasmine's belongings that she had brought to Detroit with her, including her phone and her tablet. According to Lisa, Jasmine never went anywhere without her phone. Like most of us, it went everywhere with her. So the fact that she had left that house that night without her phone told Lisa that something had happened to her daughter. The neighborhood in Detroit where Brittany lived was a really dangerous neighborhood. Not the kind of place where you would want to walk around alone at night, especially without your phone. Jasmine was also a very smart girl, according to Lisa. She was very aware of her surroundings. She wasn't an erratic person who made rash decisions. So she wouldn't have willingly gotten into a car with a stranger, nor would she have gone into a stranger's house. She didn't have anything on her when she left. No money, no phone, nothing of value. Now, the search of Brittany's home did yield Jasmine's personal belongings, but apparently nothing else was found in the home that gave police any answers about what happened to Jasmine the night that she vanished. After the search, police and investigators began searching the area around Brittany's home, but they found nothing. Jasmine was not at any area hospitals or jails. There were no Jane Doe's in the morgue matching her description. Jasmine was just gone. Lisa was never satisfied with the story that Brittany and her mom told her and the detectives. Lisa knew her daughter, and she knew that if her daughter had gotten into an argument with Brittany and felt like she needed to leave, the first person she would have called would have been her mom. Lisa said that Jasmine knew that mama had her back and that if she needed anything, all she had to do was call her mom. And I thought about that. I mean, if I had been in Jasmine's situation at 19, the first person that I would have called would have been my mom. No question. Even if I felt I had to leave where I was for whatever reason, I would have left with my phone and called my mom. So the fact that she willingly left her cell phone and walked out seems to really be the biggest red flag. But the other red flag for me is the fact that Brittany claimed that she didn't know that Jasmine's phone was at her house. I mean, if she assumed that Jasmine had left and took in her phone with her, then that meant that she would have been calling Jasmine's phone if she really was concerned. And that meant that the phone would have been ringing inside of her house. So how did she not know that the phone was in her home? Now, the police have not released any information regarding cell phone records, so we don't know what calls were made by Brittany in the hours and days following Jasmine's disappearance. We also don't know when Jasmine's phone was turned off or who her last call was to. But in the months following Jasmine's disappearance, her family was not satisfied with the response from police and felt like they should have been doing more. People close to Jasmine were convinced that something had happened to Jasmine inside Brittany's home, and she and her family were trying to cover it up. According to Lisa, the original detectives on the case were not keeping in contact with her and were not returning her calls. She also alleged that they failed to even enter Jasmine's information into the FBI National Crime Information Center correctly. But investigators claimed that there was no physical evidence that, first, a crime had been committed, and second, that Brittany or her family had anything to do with Jasmine disappearing. I mean, the thing is that Missing is not a crime. Adults can go missing. It's only a crime if someone is missing against their will, like being kidnapped or sex trafficked, or they're missing because they were murdered. But 
According to detectives, without the presence of evidence that points in those directions, they can't even determine whether a crime has been committed. The case, however, was eventually transferred to a new detective who Lisa said ended up being much more helpful. Now, Brittany and her family didn't speak out very much in the weeks after Jasmine vanished. But her mom did tell ABC 8 in Dallas a few weeks after Jasmine vanished that her and her family were cooperating. She told them that police had done a thorough search of her home and that she had gone with Brittany to take a polygraph test, the results of which she said the police never told her, or anyone else for that matter, because besides her mom's statement, police never said that they gave Brittany a polygraph test. But Brittany's mom said that they were all trying to figure out what happened, just like Jasmine's family was. Months went by, and the searches for Jasmine were finding nothing. Nine months after Jasmine vanished, her family hired a private investigator to assist police in their search for Jasmine. But as far as I could gather, he hasn't found anything significant either. They have searched areas in Detroit with cadaver dogs and interviewed numerous people, but nothing has led to any answers. In Detroit, the media attention seemed to be really slim, and her story never made it to the mainstream media, despite the fact that a 19-year-old college student had gone missing while on Thanksgiving break. I mean, I guess it just wasn't interesting enough. A year after Jasmine went missing, her mom and her stepdad, accompanied by other members in Jasmine's family, took a 17-hour bus ride to Detroit to search for Jasmine. They searched the area where Jasmine was last seen, and they passed out flyers and looked at abandoned housing. But local media covered the story, and Jasmine's family, along with the Detroit Crime Stoppers, held a press conference, and Lisa pleaded for the public's help. I'm begging somebody, anybody that's a parent, to put their self in my shoes to feel the pain that I'm going through. I miss my child, and I need her home. When you talk to your daughter every day on an everyday basis, mostly every other day, you know something went wrong. The only question I have now is what went wrong? But at that moment, when I call and there's no answer for days and days, that breaks my heart. That breaks my heart. That was in 2015. And Jasmine is still missing. The only statement I could find from Brittany directly about what happened that night came a year after Jasmine vanished. In an interview with a local Detroit news station, Brittany said that she didn't know anything and that she had searched herself but had came up with nothing. She told reporters that, quote, I thought that she went for a walk. I went for a walk to grab a cigarette and came back, but Jasmine didn't. And when she was asked if she thought that Jasmine was alive, Brittany said that, quote, in my heart, I know she's okay. She's probably out there doing what she wanted to do. I think, honestly, the reason why she left was because she was running from something that ain't had nothing to do with me. But what does that even mean? She's probably out there doing what she wants to do. How? She left Brittany's home in a hoodie with no phone and no money. The fact that Brittany's statement was that she thought that she was okay is a red flag for me because if you're her friend, how could you believe that she's okay when no one has heard from her in a year? 
She also implied that perhaps Jasmine had a reason to want to disappear, which also makes no sense. Nothing in Jasmine's life or her actions would have indicated that she was running away from something. Jasmine was a freshman in college. She had wanted to be a nurse since she was 16 years old. Even if she had gotten to college and realized that it wasn't for her, why would she go all the way to Detroit to disappear? Something happened to Jasmine, and detectives now believe that foul play was involved. However, they have no evidence about what could have happened. As the years have gone by, Jasmine's mother and stepfather have not stopped looking for her. Not knowing has been the worst part, but a part of them fears that Jasmine is no longer alive. Lisa does not believe that her daughter would do something like this to her. She knows Jasmine would not put her through this kind of pain for no reason. It has been seven years since Jasmine Moody went to Detroit to visit a friend and vanished. I couldn't find any recent updates on the case, and at this point, Jasmine's case is cold. The mystery of her disappearance has not been enough to garner national attention. And so for the most part, Jasmine's story remains unknown. The lack of information in this case really made it difficult to piece together this story. And it shouldn't have been. I should have typed Jasmine Moody's name into Google and found way more news articles about her disappearance in the investigation that followed. Jasmine is someone's daughter. And she has been gone for a very long time. There is no peace for Lisa and her family because they don't know what happened. And their lives have been a nightmare ever since Jasmine vanished. More people need to be aware of Jasmine's story. So my ask is what my ask always is when we tell stories of missing women. Share Jasmine's story. Let's keep Jasmine's story alive until she is brought home. When Jasmine Moody disappeared from Detroit, Michigan, she was 19 years old. She would be 26 now. She is five foot five, and she weighed 130 pounds at the time of her disappearance. If you have any information about Jasmine's whereabouts or the circumstances of her disappearance, please contact the Detroit Police Department. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. We will be back next week with a brand new story. Join us on Patreon for exclusive minisodes and ad-free episodes. As always, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Black Girl Gone Podcast. Listening on Apple Podcasts? Show your support for the show by leaving a review and a five-star rating. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.